guys, welcome back to that one time I was abducted by aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. All right, Bree, so what is our episode tonight about? So tonight we interviewed Barry, and he is the lead singer and guitarist of Blue Alien Mystic. Mm-hmm. The band definitely has really good vibes and a really good message. And I think once you hear this interview and you understand the story of where it came from, it might resonate with you a little bit deeper if you maybe listened to it before and was like, oh, that's not for me. Or maybe you're just tuning into the first time and this will be the first time you're listening. I think it's a really cool perspective to hear the backstory of how the band kind of came to what it is through his journey of, you know, space and aliens and shit. I have to agree 100%. I think everyone should give it a listen. Try to feel how your heart kind of might resonate with this. Give the music a try. I think it helps to know a backstory of a band and where they're coming from when they write the music. Or just anything creative, though. It's always nice, like, to see a painting and to understand the backstory of how that got painted. You know, people are always so curious about the whys of things. Mm -hmm. And I think it applies to all kind of creativity. Yeah. And I definitely think that the message is where you want to be. Like, you want to listen to that kind of music that puts that kind of vibes out there. Yeah. So, Brie, let's just jump right into the episode. Um, We hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you in a bit when we get back. Hey. Thank you for coming on. We're so excited. We're super excited, yeah. It's been yeah. a long time in the making, huh? <laughs> My pleasure. Holy cow. I wanted to start off with maybe you kind of introducing our, yourself to the listeners, who you are, and um, maybe after you can go into telling us about your music. Cool. So, uh, first of all, thanks you, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, my name is Barry Manjone. I am lead singer, guitarist for Blue Alien Mystic, and among other things, a musician, a healthcare worker, a um, author, sort of used to be a podcaster, might bring that back, mm-hmm. not sure. Uh, <laughs> so been playing in various bands and doing solo stuff for many years, most of my life. And uh, I was, um, I had just done, uh, wrapped up with a band and uh, that broke up and I was like trying to do a solo project and it wasn't working out and then I had this experience in a flotation tank. I don't know if either of you guys have tried flotation. Uh, I have not tried it but it's definitely on my list. I'm so incredibly fascinated by it. I've been looking a- about it a lot lately and trying to find out where the closest one is to us but for people that aren't aware of it can you explain what it is? Yeah, so um, flotation or like sensory deprivation is basically you're in a tank um, or a tub, depending on some of them have like sort of less claustrophobic options there. (laughs) Uh, I prefer this like extra wide tank in the place that I go to. So uh, it's about 800, 850 pounds of Epsom salts in water. So it's basically you're weightless in the water and your, your body is supported. So you you are just floating in space and then their room is completely dark, there's no sound. And so the way the owner was explaining it to me when I talked to him was, you know, when you lose one sense, your other senses get heightened, right? Yeah. So when you go into a flotation uh, experience there, you lose your sense of where your body is, you lose your sight, you basically lose your hearing because there's no sound going on, and you're pretty much just left with your mind. 
And so it's it's really like taking a, a psychedelic trip without taking any type of psychedelics, which I know, Jamie, I've heard you talk about, you're like, no drugs, no drugs, no drugs. Yeah, no drugs, yeah. So this would be like perfect for you. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, so um, I did that and I was just looking back in some like this little like diary app that I have and some notes that I take and that was May of 2016. And so as part of this, uh, that's when I was like figuring out what to do with music and uh, sort of gathering musicians to be have a band to back me up. And I had this contact experience in this tank where I was just floating there and you know, you just kind of after a while sort of you start to just like wiggle around a little bit and get used to it and then at some point you just sort of like settle in and everything relaxes and then these visions just kind of come to you and uh i started having this experience with a small blue alien but he was he was definitely a masculine energy to him but he was um also dressed in this shamanic garb so it kind of reminded me uh, of like Rafiki from Lion King. <laughs> he had like staff with him. So it was this interesting combination of like alien intelligence, but this like earthly ancestral kind of wisdom. And, you know, you think about all the ancient aliens and all that stuff. It just sort of made sense. And uh, so this experience I had, um, I was, he was communicating with me and there was just this feeling of uh, sort of just wisdom and light coming from him and I was struggling with what to do with music and um, he some of the messages that he he put through were um, you need to be having fun and this was not just with me this is just like with everyone um, if you're not having fun doing it, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then there's not much point to it. And it wasn't for me at the time. It was like something that I should have loved, but I wasn't really um, because it was so much work involved to it and figuring things out. And he like put his hand on my chest. He was probably in the, it seemed like he changed size in this experience. But if I had to estimate, it'd be like maybe a three, three or four foot tall being. And he kind of like put a hand on my chest and then he put this like blue seed into where my throat chakra would be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then it didn't happen at the time, but he sent this sort of image into my mind of that seed sort of growing. And you know that the tree of life image in, in I think it's in like yoga, yeah. they have mm -hmm. it a lot. Yeah, so imagine that like stemming from your throat chakra and like the, the tree itself like growing up into your head and then like roots growing down into your body. Oh, wow. And he said, so I'm planting this and you water it with, it's great that I took notes on this. <laughs> I can look back <laughs> at this now. Uh, he said, and you water it with fun, smiles, laughter, and joy. Wow. And he said, you know, as long as, long as you take care of this and nurture this, it will grow and it will sustain you. But he likened it to a tree and that also a tree gives off oxy oxygen so that it's also giving you life. But if you grow it and you put that energy out there, then that will also spread outside of you and give oxygen to the world in the form of like creativity and light and love. Yes. So, um, yeah. And, wow. and so I came out of that and 
yeah, just kind of, yeah, kind of like you guys. I was like, whoa, <laughs> 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 I process that. And then I thought, you know what? Um, the, the music and, and the messages that I was trying to put out about my own journey and my like hitting bottom and recovering and coming through all that, it really wasn't about me. So I started to think about it and think that really just naming this music after me was just kind of like not the real path and not the real message. So I decided to make it about this overall message and this being um, and created the band of, of Blue Alien Mystic and this message of sort of like peace and uh, well, it's like I, I see in one of the images that we use, life, love, music, and peace. And that's basically the mission of the band is to spread that out there through music that rocks. And uh, things have been rolling. That was, I, that, I had that float in May of 2016 and you know, we've been moving forward gradually, but just gaining some momentum and uh, building a following and all with music that is gained, or, or geared toward spreading some positivity out there and like trying to make you move and think at the same time. That is excellent. That's exactly what we need as well. So that's a beautiful message that you're putting out. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And that was about the time. And when I was looking at that, then I started to get back into, I remember hearing about uh, Dr. Greer mm-hmm. on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast back when he had him on there. That was a while ago. And then the more I started thinking about um, my experience in the tank and I had just sort of chalked it off, chalked it up to uh, just a kind of a vision that I had. I didn't think of it as a contact experience at the time. But then when I started getting back into Greer's work and then watching Serious Disclosure and then following you know, the progress, you know, leading up to uh, Unacknowledged and he started talking about consciousness and the meditation and the whole CE5 thing and how it's like, yeah, they're traveling through consciousness and transdimensionally, and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, that was totally a contact experience that I had. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was like a jaw-dropping moment for me when when he talked about, like, okay, so if they're a thousand light years away and they're traveling at the speed of light, you know, then it's still going to take them, you know, a thousand years to <laughs> yeah. just, like, say hi. And then us a thousand years to say back like, yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so it's like they have to be, they can't, they have to be going non-locally. And yeah, that's, that's when I just decided to uh, make it kind of all encompassing this music and, and uh, I, I don't really consider myself like disclosure kind of guy, but yeah, I do try to incorporate elements of that in there too. Have you had any um, other experiences other than the one you've had inside the float tank? Like, have you ever done like any night watches or anything like that? I've tried uh, with mm, not much success. The closest thing that I can say, actually, okay, so it was a few months ago. I was driving um, between clients for my day job and I saw... And you know, it's so hard to like confirm when you see something in the sky because there's just so many doubts in your head. It's like, mm-hmm. was that was that airplanes or was that some kind of craft? But the way it happened, I'm watching it and it looked like two silvery white pill-shaped objects in the sky sort of like racing with each other. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that was only a few months ago. But other than that, uh, I've had some like brushes with some other other entities in the uh, the float tank since then. I try to go, but you know, it's it's not cheap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I try to go back, you know, once a month, once every other month, but uh, nothing to the magnitude of that uh, that one experience that I had. So how would you say it made you feel after? Like the second that you got out of the tank, was it immediately life-changing and something you had to really think about? I know you said that you kind of brushed it aside as kind of like this vision and it didn't really fully hit you till later that it was a contact experience. But overall, how would you say you felt right after? So even though I didn't really fully acknowledge it as a contact experience right in that moment, I, I knew that it was uh, something deeply spiritual that came from somewhere outside of me. So uh, I, I felt like this was something that was given to me that I had to then carry forward. Like I was given, you know, kind of a torch to carry yeah. to bring out into the world. And so that's, yeah, I was sort of given a mission. Absolutely. 100%. Did you talk to your family about it after? Yeah, well, my I talked to my wife about it all, which, by the way, she loves the show. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Good, we're excited. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, I can talk to her pretty much about anything, which is awesome. Uh, and I've talked to some of my family. Some of them are like, yeah, no, don't, don't talk to us about things like that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's more than a few people listening who can identify with that. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm totally comfortable talking with my wife and with certain members of the family, but, um, and I've talked about it before with some friends who were like on that same path, but as you guys know, there's people you can talk to and people who are like, nope, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you have any other prior beliefs, um, or come from any type of religious background that maybe that was a pushback from or really kind of shook your beliefs oh god i've been i've been a, a spiritual seeker for most of my life so it wasn't really a pushback because of that like i was just watching um oh, what's that documentary patient 17 have you guys seen that yeah i was just watching <laughs> yeah. that and so it wasn't anything like that where that guy was like um where he was like, no, no, if, if this turns out to be not of this world, then it totally shakes my religious belief. No, nah, I'm, I'm not like that at all. I started, I, I grew up Catholic and then I was atheist for a while and then I got back into it. And now I consider myself a devout agnostic. So like mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like, I'm absolutely certain that there is something greater than all of us but it's also inside of us and as part of us and we're a part of it but i'm also absolutely certain that i don't know what the hell it is and i don't know it and (laughs) that or that it's been captured in a book or that it can be captured in a book and you know that's like going along with that I, i had that kind of confirmed for me in this experience and also in another actual psychedelic experience i had uh on shrooms like a while back where it was like well so when i met this being people have asked me like oh so what was the, the alien's name like that's the thing it, it's it's like with him and with another sort of like experience i had on psychedelics it was like 
the general uh, communication was, why do you humans feel the need to name everything? Yes. And it was like, I was like, what? And it's like, you're here, right? You're communicating with me? I'm like, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. That's like, we're here. We're, we're communicating through consciousness. So you recognize me. I recognize you. Why do you need to like slap a label on everything? Absolutely. So I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that kind of goes along with the whole thing about oneness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like all these labels that we put on things just uh, create separation and separateness. They do. Yeah. I also think higher on the density scale, you, everything's so telepathic. It's just an understanding. And so you lose the need to construct things and words and trying to get a point across. It's just a flat knowing a knowing and communication between the two, those little details are not important. That's the key word is knowing. Mm -hmm. It's just that sort of like that, that intuition knowing thing. And you don't really need to know uh, a name or to have a name for something to be able to communicate with it. If I can ask you guys yeah. something, so you'd mentioned density and I've heard you talk about that before, but I'm not like totally clear on what that's referring to as far as uh yeah we're what can you, can you like explain that briefly yeah so density in my opinion would kind of be a level of consciousness and this absolutely has to do with the being that you met how you didn't have to use those types of words it was like we were saying just a knowing it's so that's way higher on the density scale. So most of us are in third densities. So we're also very... like a third dimension. You can think about that word kind of swapping out with each okay. other. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I hear because I just because I hear density and it's like okay. I I think like I think like lighter like a lower density would be like more evolved. You know, but that's not the case here. The more of the separation between self and ego. Right. So, you know, the more denser you are, the definitely more ego-based mm, you okay. are. And so higher on the density scale, you lose that ego body and you move more towards oneness. And so you're transcending where we are now into a much lighter space and it all being connected gotcha. and really just kind of higher perspectives of love and acceptance, really. It's kind of the higher beings that people communicate with that's all that they care about and that's the only message that they're trying to convey is just love love is all that there is there is no self as far as how we see it everything's you know like mm. me and we <laughs> identify that way higher on the density scale you lose that you understand that everything's connected you're all connected and you live your life more and a oneness type of perspective. Yeah, it's not when you when you get on the higher density scale, it's not about you as an individual, it's about what you are contributing to that higher purpose. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense with All not right. having to have, That's... you know, a name because they don't I mean, like when we describe things to each other, we use words and we say things to try to to kind of push our message to someone else and make someone understand something based off of how we feel. That's kind of how we're getting our point across is, you know, using a mixture of words to push that image on something or onto someone else. And so higher on the density scale, you're not really using those types of words because it's just a clear communication between each other. And also because 
those types of things don't exist anymore. Like the the hate or the trying mm. to manipulate as far as you know conversations or what you're trying to convey to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So higher density in uh, would would correlate with higher vibration. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's okay. Hundred percent. Makes yes. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So, <laughs> so I know you said that your wife is a pastor. Yeah. So how yeah. does that kind of dynamic um, really work with your guys' relationship as you being someone who believes in, you know, quote unquote aliens? Is that <laughs> something that you, because you said you talked to your wife about this kind of stuff. Is that something that she takes in and she just kind of like laughs at or something that she really considers or is it a big conflict for her with her religion? No, my wife is is the coolest human being on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, she's totally awesome. Uh, when we first met, like on our first date, uh, I said exactly what I just said to you guys about being, a, you know, devout agnostic, and and she was like, "Wow, that uh, I think that kind of sums it up." Because she's of the mindset that, um, you know, that yeah, the real spirit of God. Uh, really can't be captured in a book and that mm-hmm. it's really meant to be lived out there and, and it's not about just like going to church and you know reading through the, reading through the passages and just standing there and reciting whatever it's about actually being out there in the world and being you know of service to whatever you want to call it God or a higher power or the universe and uh, just spreading love and positivity uh no she has no problem with uh she she doesn't she doesn't follow dogma really (laughs) yeah that's absolutely amazing to me because a lot of people do follow religion more in a sense of you do this you do that and opposed to really living your life in that sense of love and being connected to something else i think people lose that yeah they don't focus on that anymore and that's what kind of deters from the original message well yeah and i think that's why you know churches in general are are failing uh at least in in america but uh she's one of the few who's actually growing and and bringing people in uh, because you know she has a good message out there and it's like yeah i'm i don't consider myself uh you know real christian i believe in some of the principles there but i don't consider myself a real you know hardcore christian but yet i'm still there every morning on sunday because she has a really good message to deliver and when she gives a sermon it's it's universally applicable you know she may start with the scripture reading but she's giving you something that you can take with you i think that's what we really need today from you know our spiritual leaders is something that we can actually use today and something that we can use to to make the world better rather than somebody standing up in front of us and being like you're bad you're bad you're bad stop doing that stop doing that (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna ask this question because i know that not your pastor's podcast is going to get mad at me if I don't ask you this. <laughs> okay. But has your wife ever had a sermon about aliens? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. Not to the best <laughs> of my knowledge. We've been together for uh, going on six years now. And uh, uh-huh. I have, n- I don't remember 
She talked about clouds one time, but never aliens. Okay, <laughs> but never aliens. All right. <laughs> Maybe she and I could go on that podcast as a you know as a tag team guests. I know that'd be great. I'd love that. <laughs> I'm sure they would love that too. I did check those guys out. So if you guys are listening, um, good job. Awesome. <laughs> don't they always listen? Don't worry. <laughs> so I have a question for you because I know that this has happened to you, but do you think there is another reason why contact seems to happen individually opposed to just a mass landing and, you know, to the general public, it's kind of, it's individualized. Boy, that's a, that's a good question. I wonder that. I think my, my gut would tell me that it's, it's because it's, it's something that you, you wrestle with. And so, and I think because if it's like like a group thing, you mean if, you know, something like Phoenix Lights or something like that on a grander scale? Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I think if it's that, then it gets sort of like sensationalized and it becomes more, I don't know, superficial or people pick it apart. And I think, I don't know, I'm just going off, you know, my own intuition here. But I think when it becomes... When it's an individual thing, then you take it on sort of as more of a a mission, and you find more meaning in it. And maybe that's why uh, people are contacted individually rather than you know on mass like that, because it's supposed to be, uh, or maybe like this, you know, like happened to me. Maybe it's planting seeds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for people to go out into the world and and do things and spread the word. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. I think if it just happened, you know, kind of globally, that people wouldn't have that sort of interaction and so that they wouldn't really get the full grasp of it. And maybe because it's happening individually, you have your own full experience and your own full understanding of what it means to you. Yeah, I think it's a journey. You know, I was just struggling with this uh, the other day because I was looking at just some of the, the I mean, we live in some crazy times, right? Now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Just some of the stuff that's going on in the world is like, what the hell is going on? And I, I, uh, what was I put posting about? Something about, oh, because I had to deal with some nonsense with my health insurance company. And, you know, you post, put something out there and then it's like the hordes come and just attack. It's like my left wing friends are saying this, right wing friends are saying that and they're back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I said to my wife, I'm like, why don't people just, why, why, why don't people get it that we're all, that we should be working together and that we should be, we're, we're here to help each other and we're, we're, there's, why don't people get this oneness? And then I think about my own personal journey and how uh, I was, I was in that mindset at one time. You know, I was part of that, you know, watch network TV all the time and just, you know, sit through commercials and get, get the, the programming and the brainwashing going through. And I think about, yeah, you know what? I had to take a personal journey to get here. And that was something that I had to do for myself and I had to take that on. And I think it follows the same path. It's like, yeah, I want more people to be evolved, but you can't just like give it to them. It's one of those things you can't just give to somebody. They have to get there. You know, yeah. get themselves there. So I think that goes kind of hand in hand with what we're saying about the individual experiences. It's like, yeah, if somebody, if, if the aliens just came down and was like, bam, here we are, it, then it's just, 
it, it's not a it's not a process then it's yeah. shock <laughs> absolutely yeah. so speaking of like personalized experiences then do you know if your family has any history of having experiences not that i'm aware of uh okay uh, yeah i'm trying to think back with my own family i mean <laughs> the the only thing that i can uh say is that I felt like an alien in my family growing up, which probably, okay. probably a lot of people who are listening to this can identify. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Maybe even you guys to a degree. It's like I've had, I grew up in Northeastern Pennsylvania, you know, outside the Pocono areas, and it's essentially red state area there. And that's totally not me. And I was always interested in sci-fi, in aliens, in, in the arts and all that stuff. And it was just like... When people go back and like meet my family, they're like, "Are you sure? I mean, you—if you didn't look like them, um, I wouldn't believe it." But yeah, other than me feeling like an alien, you know, for my whole life, uh, no, as far as I know. <laughs> A little bit of a starseed experience. I think so. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Does your family have any like military background or any background in like science or aerospace or anything like that? I come from. No, my dad was drafted into Korea. Uh -huh. um, but he got out as soon as he could and no they were um mom was uh, you know a homemaker and dad was a truck driver and then ran a trucking business there was no like we had no secret military contacts or anything like that we weren't on any any government radar <laughs> if that's what you <laughs> so like definitely a starseed experience yeah. <laughs> then definitely so my next question for you because this has a lot to do with contact being individual you mentioned how it's really a journey that it can't be handed to you do you think that contact definitely happens on a personal le level when you shift your awareness and you become in a higher frequency and you expand your consciousness so it creates a space for them to even interact with you kind of like you're meeting them halfway you do your part and especially how you kind of went into this sensory deprivation and you put yourself in that different state that kind of gave space for him to come through to you because you lost all of that kind of ego garbage and monkey mind that we deal with every day. Is that something that you've kind of maybe grown to believe is that that's definitely a way that contact happens is when you're shifting your consciousness and your awareness? Oh, totally. Uh, and one thing that I've been working on a lot recently is trying to tune in more with the intent of just listening you know mm -hmm. and and like one revelation that i just i had recently was and i don't know about your your you know personal beliefs in you know a, a god in quotation marks there but whatever you know i mean we all like pray to universe or god or whoever but it's like I had this revelation where uh, I was like, well, I, I got to stop telling God what to do <laughs> because it's like, okay, uh, yeah, I need, you know, just use money as an example. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm really struggling here and I got, you know, bills come. So I'm praying, you know, that I get this much. And that's like, imagine it's like God's a person. It's just like you telling this other person, yeah, I need you to do this for me like right now. And no, that's like not how the whole higher vibration, higher power thing works. It's like you you put yourself in a state of stillness and you listen. And then that's how, as you're saying, like synchronicity happens. And that's when you start to see these little miracles happen in your life. And so, yeah, I totally think 
it's when you start call it ascending mm -hmm. uh, to some higher vibrational levels and some uh, some higher planes of consciousness and some elevated thinking per se that uh, that we start opening ourselves up more to these experiences um, so yeah I, I would agree with you there it's it's for me it's like really about tuning in and listening and again like you said shutting off that monkey mind and just being open it's the same thing with um with writing music you know i i used to when i first started you know learning the instrument learning writing and all that stuff you know i used to have this ego thinking wow look what i just wrote look at this thing <laughs> that i just created and now it's more like uh i'll I, can, I just consider myself a channel. I consider myself a conduit. And when I'm writing, I really just, I'm not like, it's not like me like building something out of blocks. I'm really just kind of like tuning in and just listening. All right, what's going to come to me? And uh, it's a process of waiting and listening. So it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And ha have you realized ever since doing that, instead of like trying so hard and just letting it come through you, does it come easier now? Uh, creativity comes way easier to me now, and you ha and it's like also a, a path of acceptance as well because you know it's sometimes you want something right away, but it wasn't meant to come <laughs> right away, but you don't know that right in the moment. Yeah. Uh, so, like for instance. One of the songs on the on the EP that we just released, um, it's called "Love in Space and Time." Yeah, I wrote, that's a I good wrote, one. Uh, thanks. So, so here's an example with that, right? So, I wrote the music for that. Oh my God! Before I met my wife, so this is probably like seven, eight years ago. And when I wrote that, I was going through this like horrific breakup um, of a really just toxic relationship. And I, the, the lyrics that I wrote for that were, I'm telling you, like, like, like Morrissey would have listened to this to cheer up. I mean, it was like that. It was so utterly depressing, so like codependent and needy, and like can't live without you kind of stuff. And but I loved the the music in that, and so I had that floating around in my head all this time. And so here's like a seed. Okay, so that seed was planted. And then fast forward, like not fast forward, but like seven, eight years later, I decide, you know what, I'm going to reclaim this song because it was so negative and it was such a bad place that I was in. And I want to turn this around and be positive. So I just set this intention that I'm going to turn this into a love song for my wife now. And I just listened, waited, and bam, it came it came in. So sometimes it could take a process of years, but sometimes you just have to like put the work out there and put the intention out there and then be tuned in and listen. And it's just so hard to have patience when it doesn't come right away. That's true. <laughs> it almost seems like you wrote it into existence as far as how you feel with your wife now. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you know, you embodied that. And so that's another interesting thing when we're talking about like time. It's so amazing how uh, how we got, we're on like music and and we're talking about just time and space and well as well. Have you guys heard of uh, John Perkins? No. no. Okay, so John Perkins is a author. He he wrote uh, the one that I found uh, him on was Confessions of an Economic Hitman. 
And that was back when I was <laughs> really in a dark time and I, I filed for divorce and bankruptcy in the same year and was like just angry at the world. And here's this guy talking about how he used to work for World Bank and he would go into third world countries and set up uh, like companies in these countries and basically just like kind of like like legally with corporate structure kind of enslave people into sweatshops and 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 enslave them with debt basically just use the US government as you know just be, oh, what's the word I'm looking for subsidizing a company's profits uh, anyone out there who's like into the whole conspiracy stuff and you know government shadow companies and all this stuff and government connection between corporate structure you need to check that out because it's actually from a guy who did this kind of stuff um, but the other flip side of that is uh, he got so disgusted with himself and he, he just couldn't live with himself so hard that he uh, changed his life to work with um, indigenous tribes in the Amazon yeah wow. and he you know started uh, bringing people down to shamans for uh, ayahuasca retreats and working with uh, uh, rainforest uh, indigenous peoples wow. there. And so I'm reading uh, his another book of his, which came actually before that one that I told you about, and it's called The World is As You Dream It. And so we were talking about, he's talking about how uh, this tribe, the Shuar, don't see time as we do in the North. And they don't, they see all things happening at the same time, like the past is happening just in a different um, plane as the present. The future is happening at the same time, just in a different plane as the present. So I'm thinking about, and relating this all back to that song, it was like, okay, so you know, that's like, I, you know, thinking like I was writing that, the music for that and those lyrics at the time, but somehow in another, you know, time, space, dimension, Somehow, maybe I had some awareness of years into the future mm -hmm. where I would be with this, you know, amazing woman, not this toxic one that I just left. And somehow those those realities merged later on. I absolutely believe that. I think everything's <laughs> happening now. Yeah, Bree's always said that. Mm -hmm. She's like, time is not real. Yeah. And that's definitely a message <laughs> yeah. that's also passed down from from higher beings is that time is completely different than the way that we perceive it here in the third dimension. Yeah. So it makes absolute sense to me. Yeah, and going along with the uh, you know the whole thing about just about energy and and um, just receiving signals and and being more in tune, I came across that book at uh, an indie bookstore up in. Vermont and I was just again I was in there and I was just trying to work, practice some of those listening skills and this book just kind of called to me and I'm like you ever been in one of those situations where you're like maybe in a bookstore and you just kind of like listen to your your gut or your intuition and it just pulls you someplace Absolutely. and I'm like okay this book is telling me I have to have it <laughs> that's awesome yeah. And it's amazing. At the same time I'm reading that, I'm also reading We the Arcturians. You guys heard of that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like I'm like shuffling back and forth between those two and here and, and just like marveling at the similarities between the Arcturians and 
the rainforest <laughs> shamans. It's very interesting too, since the being that you encountered was blue, and exactly. also it displaying an imagery to you of the tree of life symbol. Symbol. Yeah. Arcturians yeah. are very much about symbolism, and it's less about words communicating. It's using that sacred geometry mm-hmm. to convey their message. So I wonder if. You were absolutely meeting with an Arcturian guide, or you know, maybe yourself. I wonder. Yeah, I, I started doing some more research because I didn't know anything about Arcturians or or that when I had this experience. I kind of find that found that out later, and so I'm still kind of trying to determine. You know, are we talking about Arcturian, Syrian? I'm not sure. Could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, like something tells me maybe. Maybe Arcturians is more likely, but I don't know. Yeah, who I don't. really knows? It just sounds like yeah, a lot of it yeah. to me. Just sense <laughs> of the symbolism mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask you what inspired your song "Save Yourself." Ooh, haha. <laughs> okay, so that was actually you checking the lyrics on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it just okay. rang. It definitely rang a bell to me. I'm I'm so glad to hear that because I was worried that that wouldn't ring a bell with anybody. <laughs> okay, there's another one. It's interesting. There's another one that also came from that toxic relationship place, and I changed the lyrics on it. Wow. And it was originally like "Save yourself," and and the message was to this other person uh, who just like kind of like totally screwed with my my mind and and my my heart and my soul it was like you know what you're on your own you know save yourself now i'm not going to be your you know emotional punching bag anymore and it was another another case of okay really love this music don't want to throw this song away all right let's rewrite this and then i had this mushroom trip that i referenced earlier <laughs> <laughs> and i decided to just sort of make the song through the, about that and so the verses are kind of the stream of consciousness thing from that where it says um, make up stories as you go and talk to the trees and so what I'm talking about there is actual conversations that I had with trees while I was <laughs> on uh, on shrooms there and it was again similar thing it was like this this emotional knowing kind of contact uh, without any exchange of naming anything or like labeling anything mm-hmm. and then but the the chorus is really about um so it's like yeah don't go fighting wars you never lost and it's like how many of us play stories in our head of you know things we we wish we'd done or things we we wanted to do or like something we really wish we had said to somebody in a moment and so is this uh, idea of just be your own savior and let go of all that crap and uh, just again be in the moment and and just don't go don't go fighting wars that never even happened or that never will happen I love that message because <laughs> even just the way that you labeled it as in savior self mm-hmm. opposed to like obviously yes it's save yourself but also save yourself. So there's mm-hmm. definitely this savior complex, I think, that we have as a society in which we're always looking for something to come down and just make everything better for us. Oh. And it's kind of I, like standing in your own power and knowing that you also have the right to make that happen. Well, it's that, yeah. And that's also 
kind of what I was referring to as well, because uh, I was waiting. It's waiting for that cavalry to come and save you, whether it's you know in a, a relationship or whether it's money or whatever. And again, in doing that, you're putting that intention out there into the world that you are not enough. Yes. And that somehow salvation or somehow the answer to all your problems has to come from outside of you because yes. you can't you can't possibly do it yourself and when you're putting that energy out there into the world you're just attracting more ick Absolutely. to you and you're just attracting more dysfunction uh and it's but it's hard it's hard i'm you know i i, I don't want to like come off sounding like i've got this you know i still work on it every single day but that's something that i i know and that's something that i've experienced is that like when you when you're putting the energy out there of of i'm not enough so god universe somebody please come save me and as long as you live in that space you're going to attract more of that to you mm-hmm. i completely agree i have the exact same understanding and yes it's something you work on every day we're never going to be perfect, but that's definitely, in my opinion, what consciousness is all about, is that greater understanding. And just understanding that, you can work more towards that. And you're more aware of when you're doing something or you're putting yourself through hell when you don't mm-hmm. need to. And it's knowing that there's that choice. And there's also knowing that you have that power, that you're a part of universe god source whatever you want to call it you are a part of it so you also have a lot of that same power if not all of the same power mm, it's like my wife says because you, you said the word perfect she she'll say it's not about perfection it's about connection yes agree yes absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. and we're always mm-hmm. striving for perfection and always feeling like we're just never gonna get there or we're so far mm-hmm. and yeah it just we end up tearing ourselves down more mm-hmm. absolutely i love that message <laughs> so just to kind of close out as far as everything that you've experienced and what you're growing towards now do you think that any of your experiences that and where it's led you was planned or you know definitely for a higher purpose mm. so it's like hard to say anything like that without like sort of like opening the door for ego to come in right i know i know that's it's difficult <laughs> yeah and it's like i know uh what's his, uh, grant cameron you know uh has that whole thing with the five messiah <laughs> yeah it's like oh, all these ego maniacs i'm like dude look at you i'm like come on <laughs> <And I'm> like <laughs> you know you're putting yourself out there you're kind of a you know you know but but like i think okay so i think the key thing to, to think about is balance. It's like, yeah. yeah. So even if you feel like you've been given this, um, this message, this mission to carry something out into the world, uh, I think what is helpful to remember is, is like I kind of talked about with, um, writing writing music it's like you're you're not the like you're not the total creator of what's going out there and you're you're a conduit you're a channel you're a messenger and it's the universe's hands working through you so uh yeah i think there is a a plan somewhere in there but when you start to think that you know it i think that's when you get in trouble and that's when you start to to think that you're in control and and it's like you know it's sort of like when you're at the beach and and you like walk out a little bit 
far and uh, you get distracted, you start, you turn your back and somebody's like, hey, you know, calls your name and next thing you know, a wave just comes and knocks your ass down <laughs> under the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's, that's the universe will just do that to you every once in a while just to oh, like yeah. put you in your place. It's like that's the universe just smacking you upside the head and being like, no, I'm bigger than you. <laughs> keeping you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, keeping you on your toes. Exactly. And it's like it's the whole balance thing. It's you just have to look at look at the whole. Um, another another thing that's helped really ground me and give me some perspective is uh, have you guys heard of the Kabbalion? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a book. If anybody out there hasn't read that. You totally have to read it. That was another one that like called to me in a bookstore. I was looking for some UFO stuff, and and it was like, no, 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 no. This, this, the energy of this book was like, no, you got to read this. So <laughs> that like on a daily basis helps helps keep me grounded, and helps me just see the big picture. It's beautiful. So if you had to like give a soundbite overall when you're talking about like your experience or like the theories that you have going forward, like what would you say would be like your soundbite? of like what you've gotten from all this oh boy i'm okay first of all i'm terrible with that that stuff it's like uh, <laughs> i'm so bad with like okay give me elevator pitch like people would you know tell me like when i used to do podcasts or like you know for author stuff it's like all right give me the quick 15 second pitch i'm like <laughs> i'm just freeze <laughs> so great thanks a lot um i know you're welcome i think if i had to Put it all down. I think the overall message, whether it's aliens communicating with us or it's us connecting with the universe, is we're here to promote life, love, music, and peace. And that's why that's my mission here. And that's why I'm here. And I think if we all focus on that a little more, then we'll all be better. Absolutely. That was a perfect soundbite. What are you talking yeah. about? You're Yay. so good at it. That, I yeah. just like you don't you don't know. I just sat here and was just like like sort of like prayer hands, just like channeling stuff and like don't mess it up, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. <laughs> All right. So why don't you plug yourself to the audience, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can download your music, see your music videos and stuff like that. Sure. So if you just search Blue Alien Mystic on any social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can uh, go to BlueAlienMystic.com. You can find uh, both of our albums on uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon. We're on Bandcamp. So anywhere you download or stream your music, you can find us. Blue Alien Mystic. We are the only Blue Alien Mystic out there in the world. Uh, <laughs> so your search results will be very slim, and you should come up with us right away. Please give us uh, some likes. We... Um, you know, we're working on booking some more shows. We're in, on the East Coast, and if you're out in the, you know, New York, Connecticut, uh, Jersey area, come see us, and uh, we'd love to have you over. And um, yeah, just life, love, music, and peace. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people will end up coming uh, to listen to your music that really resonate with the message that you've said here today. Yeah, I uh, definitely do. It's been such a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. We're so glad that we made this work. Uh, you were the first person that ever even gave us a shout out or you know put it out there on the internet that you know that you enjoyed our message and i and we still appreciate that so much I, yeah. yeah i still remember the feeling of when <laughs> jamie sent that to me and i was just so overwhelmed with happiness because it felt like 
I felt like awesome. Someone kind of you know resonates with this. Isn't that a great? Think, isn't that a great thing? When, it's like, a great. It thing. is, I, and it's hard for Brie because Brie truly is like the shyest person in the world, and like doesn't like to talk or like make her comments known or anything. So I think it was a big step for her to see that. Oh my God, we're not just crazy people. That <laughs> people actually might be into what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's Absolutely. usually those people who are really the ones who should share their light. Absolutely. <laughs> I talk about okay. all the time. And, and I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. So uh, I can tell you it was equally exciting for me to like hear back from you guys and to make that kind of connection. So uh, I want to, you know, I give you guys shout outs whenever I can. And I, I want to support you guys and help you guys uh, get out there and, and spread what you're doing. Absolutely. And we, we're so appreciative for it, honestly. We really are. <laughs> and hopefully we could do this again soon that we can have more talks like this and more interviews where we can kind of pick your brain because I think that there's just so much in there that we can't get in like an you know hour episode that we'll definitely totally. want to talk more. Yes. Totally. Especially All since right. I think we're on the same you know, resident level here. Um, I agree with everything that you've said today. So it's been an oh, absolute cool. pleasure. We <laughs> very much appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Absolutely, Barry. Thank you very much. All right, guys. We'll have talk a good to one. You soon. You, you too. Well. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was a really awesome interview. Bree. I'm on to it. Bree. What's up? How was that interview for you? I thought that was awesome. You know, that's the kind of level I'm absolutely... Like you're trying to be it. on? Yeah. Um, I want to apologize, first and foremost, that during recording this, I was horribly sick. She was. Um, I had a fever of like 104. I was probably dying. Um, and I was here slumming it, trying, trying to not puke, cough, or die anywhere near any of the equipment or on Brie. <laughs> so if I sound a little bit better after that, that's I'm 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 not so sick now. <laughs> so I, you guys probably definitely heard the worst of it when I was in the last episode that we released. Probably. Where I was talking about all sorts of crazy things in my fever dream. Yeah. But I knew that that was going to be an, an interview that I would be 100% on board with. The yeah. And the reason I'm saying I was sick because I did not want to miss it. We put it off for so long and all of our schedules finally just like met up and we were able to do this really great interview. And we... I mean, we wanted to talk forever. We didn't want to get off the phone. That's why mm -hmm. this is going to be such a long episode. It is. I love everything that he says. And I think that he is a prime example of the kind of contact that I speak about and that I would like to raise awareness for. He's the kind of prime example for what I think can happen to everybody. And I hope that more people can kind of tune into his message and Get aligned with the whole meaning behind it, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. So I want to thank him again for coming on. It Absolutely. Was thank awesome, you so much. And we hope to get on again. I hope that you guys can check out his music and also kind of tune into the frequencies that he's trying to put out there into the world. Absolutely. So before we wrap up tonight's episode, we're not going to be doing a Factor Sci-Fi or a Conscious Quote, but we do want to definitely give some shout outs because we love shouting bitches out so per usual right off the top i'm gonna say number one go-to shout out brian jackson love you boo brian jackson actually you've been like quiet and in the dark for a few weeks and we're pretty upset about it we haven't gotten any dms from you really you aren't on our lives and honestly like we talk about it over dinner i just <laughs> want to let you know that we have somebody who's a listener and they were at dinner with us tonight and they were really upset because you haven't been around they asked where brian jackson was <laughs> 
And we had to say, we don't know. He's been gone. He's been He's disappeared. Gone. So I just want to let you know that you have a following and they want to know where you are. They do. Um, since we're talking about Brian Jackson, shout out to... Two schmucks and a mic. Two schmucks and a mic. Two schmucks, no fucks. Two schmucks, no fucks. Uh, per usual, we love you. And Covert Nerd, we love you always. You have a great podcast and we love your peace of mind. And your 800 children. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> weather traditions, you're a doll. Um, and also a new person, actually, Destiny from Space. She left us a really great comment. And Why don't you read it? Okay. She said, I just discovered your podcast today, and I just wanted to say that I love you guys, and I wish we were friends. Thank you so much for the new Aura episode. I've always been interested in the Indigo children. But because of you, I found that I'm also a starseed lightworker. I've always thought that I was just too empathetic for my own good, but now it totally makes sense you have a new listener that's so sweet first of all we love you thank you for listening uh we're so excited that you've like got real information from one of our podcasts that means a lot to us we try mm. we, we strive to be a little bit educational guys sometimes yeah and avrico which is a-v-r-a-c-c-o he said or he or she said thank you for everything we do you're welcome and we definitely appreciate that raya we love you boo raya we love you you're awesome and for the one person that was detour down for what, that commented, quote, believers aren't the same as, quote, knowers. You can believe any stupid shit you please. Knowing <laughs> takes work. Reese got some beef with you, though. No, I 100% agree, agree with everything you said but your approach is a little so aggressive and let's bring I it down a notch i commented exactly that's why we stated the two is two different things so we welcome believers we welcome knowers we welcome thinkers we, but welcome we also ponders. welcome but we also welcome non-believers yes we, we have to welcome ponders that's what i'm saying so yeah. we welcome all of it so but don't don't be so negative like you could have said that in a nicer way and we would have been fine i'm like, gonna take it as a lovely comment i'm gonna I just take it say, i just when i read it i was like oh this is aggressive and no, Bree's not gonna like, like this i was like thank you boo <laughs> <laughs> and was like all right thank y'all no i'm just saying we welcome all types of people's thank you guys so much shout out to nate love um, you on some real shit though we do love you you did the nicest shout out for us and you were so sweet i really felt your used car salesman like vibes when you were selling us and i was into it thank you okay so that's our shout outs guys shoot us a dm um on instagram at that one time i was abducted follow us um hit us up on our email at that one time i was abducted at gmail.com and thanks again guys we love you Good night. Was it easy before I met you? Nothing seemed to work out right. Showed me how all the broken pieces fit together.
edibles. I'm down. I'm recording. <laughs> and I said, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, I said, hey, what's going on? And I try, I try. Yeah, I don't know. I try, I try, and I it's a french fry. And <laughs> I get real high. Sometimes I. I was going on. Okay. It's a boy. Yeah, the baby, it's a boy. <laughs> Welcome to that one time I was abducted by aliens. I'm too fidgety. Give me a sec. I wasn't prepared. What's going on? And I said, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I said, hey, what the fuck's in me? <gasps> it's Nate. And I said, Nate. Welcome to that one time I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> I was being serious. I know, that's why it was funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that I'm being serious. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. 